Welcome to Victorious Living. So I think sometimes that we can say, pray for me, that we might be saying, could be saying, that you pray that all these things will get away from me. No, they're going to always be out there. You're going to always have opportunity. They're going to be there, folks, till we get to heaven, till Satan's bound, until the new heaven and the new earth, and whatever. We're going to have these things. But Jesus does not want us to become weak, weary, impatient, how do I say it, exhausted, uh, physically and mentally impatient and dissatisfied. Why? Because he has something for you to do. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan will share with us a message he's entitled, Why Pray? We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here's Pastor Cowan as he shares with us, Why Pray? We're in the world, but we're not of the world. So I am not to allow the pressures of the world to draw me out of the peace of God that he has designated for my life. And so if I'm not praying for myself and praying along with others for one another, all of us praying for one another, listen, folks, pressures can absolutely drive you so far away. Any person drive you so far away from where God wants you to be and where God has intended for you to be. And so Jesus is just giving this simple uh, illustration, he called it a parable, that men ought always, it's necessary for us always to pray and not to faint. And when you come to the place you don't know what to pray for, now we're not going to talk a lot about that this particular kind today, but when you don't know what to pray for where your life's concerned, there is one who does. And I've, I've gone through that up front here, that the Holy Spirit knows. He knows more about you than you know about you. For he, he sees and knows all things. So the word faint in the Greek word, if you just look up word uh, faint in a, in a, uh, you know, in a dictionary, uh, it comes uh, from the word that I don't know that I'll pronounce this right. I really don't know because I'm, I don't speak Greek. Uh, well, sometimes people say, sounds like Greek to me, but it's just really, you know, not knowing what, how to talk or speak in that. But this, this is a Greek word, E-K-K-A-K-E-H-O. Now you can put your own, you can put your own uh, meaning or pronunciation to that if you like. I, I'm, not obje I'm not objecting to it. E-K-A-O. So anyway, that's about as close as any of us in the room can get. Is that right? Okay. So what does this word faint mean? It means to become weak, it means to become weary. It means to become weary spiritually. It means to become weary mentally. It means to become physically exhausted. And it also means to become impatient and dissatisfied. Have you ever seen an impatient person? Have you ever been an impatient person? We all have, haven't we? We sure have. Amen. Have you ever been dissatisfied? Not just much, not so much, maybe perhaps with yourself as we are sometimes with other people. 
But we have a lot about our own selves to be dissatisfied once we just sit down, look at our life, take an inventory. We can be very dissatisfied about our own life. And so that's where you find people are at today. Not all people, but you'll find some people there today. So this word faint that Jesus said that you ought always to pray so that you don't what? So that you don't become weak, weak, you don't become weary, you don't become spiritually uh, weak, you don't become physically weak, you don't become mentally uh, exhausted, and you don't become impatient and dissatisfied. Now that's a bunch of things not to become. But yet Jesus tells us to, to don't, let, don't let yourself go there. Don't let yourself go there. So I think sometimes that we can say, pray for me that we might be saying, could be saying, that you pray that all these things will get away from me. No, they're going to always be out there. Going to always have opportunity there. They're going to be there, folks, till we get to heaven, till Satan's bound, until the new heaven and the new earth and whatever. We're going to have these things. But Jesus does not want us to become weak, weary, impatient, how do I say it? Exhausted, uh, physically and mentally impatient and dissatisfied. Why? Because he has something for you to do. Amen. He has something in his kingdom for all of us to do. It may not be the same things and it's not always the same thing. Everybody's not in the fivefold, but everybody has something, some supply that they are to give to uh, the, the body of Christ or the body of Christ has some supply to give to the whole situation in the earth. And when we wrap it all up, then we not only are to pray for ourselves that we don't become these things that I've mentioned, but we want to join together with others and praying with them where their life is concerned as well and praying for the plan and the will of God, not only for my life, but the plan and the purpose of God to be revealed in the body of Christ. And so that is where Jesus, at least that's a part of where Jesus is coming from when he gave this admonition to his disciples and he spake a parable unto them to this end uh, that men ought, necessary or ought or should, always pray and not to faint. Now there's one thing that we learn in this, and it's this right here. We can see that, that a perseverance and persistent course of prayer and the word of God, the word of God is key to not fainting. So if I'm letting go of praying every day, uh, if I'm letting go of not reading the word every day, I'm putting myself in the arena of what fainting. And so uh, we can see then that a perseverance and persistent course of prayer and the word of God is key to not fainting or becoming discouraged in life or with our life. Now, here's a question. You don't have to hold up your hand, but how many of you have ever been discouraged with your life and what's happening in your life and things going on around your life? I, I would imagine, I don't know this, that uh, perhaps at some point in time along life's way, all of us have had some things like that to, to, uh, to deal with in life. And I'm not, I'm not naive to think that there's not a bunch in here this morning that's dealing with it right now. Just dealing with life itself, just dealing with what life has, they feel that life has dealt them. You're dealing with it. You feel the pressure of it. 
people deal with, with that. And so we've come to know that prayer and the word is a, is a key or is, yeah, is a key for spiritual strength at all times as well as when one feels like giving up. Anybody ever felt like giving up? You know, just what's the use? God doesn't seem to be doing anything for me. I don't feel God anymore. I go to church and I don't feel God. Well, what does he feel like? If you don't feel God, what does he feel like? Of course, we are, we are relating that to our emotions. And I think sometimes if our emotions, if the spirit of God can't stir our emotions, we may be dead. <laughs> Isn't that right? But that's not the point. The point is the spirit of God working so in me that it does affect my emotions in some way, some form or some fashion. And so you have people sometimes say, well, I don't believe in all that stuff going on at the church. Well, you know, there's a church down the road that don't believe it either. Now, I don't mean that. I'm not trying to be smart when I say that, but that's true. I mean, the, the church down the road somewhere don't believe that either, but we do. That's not strong enough. I said, but we do. We believe in the move of the Spirit of God. We believe that the moving of the Spirit of God stirs our emotions. And don't ever look, somebody comes flying by, just as long as they don't hit me, just flying by, you know. I'm not gonna say anything to them about their emotions. No, 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 because the spirit of God will stir the emotional part of our life. He will stir the emotions that's within us and you can't be in the, well, I say, well, let me say, you can't be in the presence of the spirit of God without something happening to your emotion. When you sing, when you praise, when you pray, or how, whatever or however it might be, our emotions will be stirred by the Spirit of God. Now, how much the Spirit of God deals with us individual, individually is related to how much do you pray? How, how much do you uh, do the things that put you in the presence of God through the Holy Spirit? So we have so much to do. You remember, remember uh, we are laborers together with God. We are working hand in hand with God. God didn't leave all of this up to us. He left, he left the part we couldn't do. But thank God, what we do what we can do. We can't do what we can do. God's doing what he can do. And so when all of that comes together, praise God, our emotions get stirred. Amen. When God gives you a great blessing, that, is, that, that stirs your emotion. When you get a healing in your physical body, that stirs your emotion. It'll make you say, thank you, Lord. I want to praise you, Lord. You have touched my body. See, it stirs the emotional part of your makeup and how God created you. Yes, we ought to have some emotion, amen, amen. Well, I don't believe in some people, the way some people's emotions are affected. Well, that's okay. Do what your emotions Amen. You may not want to run. You may not want to jump. You may not want to roll. You know, you, you know that those exaggerated things. But you may not want to do that. But somewhere along the way, the Spirit of God will stir your emotions and you'll tap your foot. 
You'll do so. You'll raise your hands. You'll say, praise the Lord. You'll say, thank you, Jesus. You might do a little, you know, some of that might come on you, you know, and you might just act different than the other person acts. But when you put it all together, guess what? God is moving and God is working in our midst. Amen. So I don't ever criticize anybody that comes running by here. I just don't do that. I just, you know, try to be aware. And you see, and especially when you see three running shoulder to shoulder coming by here. You know, I just want to step right out of the way. Amen. But thank God for emotions, you know, properly controlled and the spirit of God being the prompter, the instigator of it. When the spirit of God is working in your life, guess what? It's going to cause you to speak well of other people. It's going to cause you to smile at other people. It's going to cause you to say hello to other people. It's going to cause you to be friendly. It's going to cause you to smile. It's going to cause you to do all of these things that are proper to do when you are being moved emotionally by the spirit of of God. You say, well, I don't ever feel that way. Well, my question is, how much do you pray? And so we find answers. Amen. Everybody doing all right? Amen. I haven't, you know, uh, suffered any rocks thrown at me yet. So we can see that a perseverance and persistent course of prayer and the word of God is the key to not fainting or becoming discouraged in life or with our life. Now, here's what the Bible tells us. All you have to do is read it in Matthew 24. It's our hope that today's message, Why Pray, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD of this week's message, please request offer 33. This week's special offer is 33. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.